0: We'll be up home. We get to see our fans in Berea, which we're very excited about. Uh, And then it's all part of the process, still coming along, still work to do. This is the Coach Kevin Stefanski Show. Tonight, you'll find out how the Browns are preparing for the season at team headquarters in Berea. You're listening to the University Hospital's Cleveland Browns Radio Network. Zagura and Gerard Cherry. It is the Kevin Stefanski show here on the
1: University Hospitals Cleveland Browns Radio Network. I am Matt Fontana, filling in for Nathan Zagura tonight. He is Gerard Sherry. Two days of joint practices in the books for the Browns and the Eagles preseason game awaits, draw. This is right in your wheelhouse. You know joint practices, you know Philadelphia, you know cheesesteaks as well, which we'll get to on the show tonight. Here over the next hour, a lot to come. We'll talk to the Hall of Famer, Joe Thomas. Nathan sits down, of course, with head coach Kevin Stefanski, and also Oboe Karankwo. Uh We'll get his thoughts on two days' worth of joint practices out there in Philly. And draw. that's where I want to start the show tonight is... This has become kind of the flavor in the NFL recently, these joint practices where you you meet up with a team, you get the preseason schedule, and usually it's the second game of the, you know, it's the third for the Browns because the Hall of Fame, but a lot of teams the second week of preseason, hey, we're going to come to your place, we'll get a couple days of work in, we'll play the preseason game, and just get that work in, and as we got today and we'll discuss later, no Deshaun Watson, no Josh Dobbs for this game this week, but Drod, you did joint practices, and the ultimate question I always get asked, is it the same amount
2: of work or even better work than you would get in a preseason game? Well, considering the way the preseason format is now, I'm going to say you get better work because you're going to have starters versus starters, ones versus ones, twos versus twos, and you're going to have that dynamic taking place. And we know iron sharpens iron, and a guy should be a one or a two for a reason. So if you're going against that guy, you feel like you're getting more challenged as opposed to a young, inexperienced player or a player who may have lost a step or two. So right there on the premise of it being the better players from a starting standpoint, getting the chance to go, puts you in that state of mind that it's a better operation by having these practices. But I will also add this to it, Matt. Philadelphia, I would say, have done it perfectly had they won a Super Bowl in that last year they were on a tour. They went to Berea, then they went to Miami. And I think in this day and age of how do you manufacture grit, grind, toughness in the NFL in which there are so many rules in place now to protect guys from being physically spent an extraneous activity taking place, they figured out a way in which you can get quality work done and push your guys to the limit by traveling the way they are. So I think that's a new in vogue theme. because ultimately, next season, we're not going to play in a Hall of Fame game. We'll probably be back to, what, three preseason games, mm-hmm. and you'll probably see the stars in one, if that. So how do you get that quality working if you're not playing and taking the risk of guys playing in the preseason? You do exactly what they're doing. You practice against other squads. And
1: a coach has said this, and I know a lot of coaches, the controlled environment helps too. Where so much so. You know, the injuries will happen, and good to see that Miles Garrett was out in individual drills today. Denzel back after the heat-related illness. Good to see Elijah Moore get a little bit of work after his injury in the preseason game. But coach loves it because you get the work, but it's a little more controlled. Exactly. And you can, can try to you try to reduce those injuries the best that you can.
2: And I do believe there's some gamesmanship going on in preseason games in which a coach will be like, you know what? Let us get this type of look, if you don't mind, Mm -hmm. in in a goal line situation. But in a practice, it's right there for you. If you want to run it multiple times, you can do just that, to work on something that you're not that sure about, and you do it. So that's the benefit of it because ultimately you want to practice until it's perfect and you want to be in a spot to where you feel like, okay, we're confident with this. But then you have the game element of it to where at some point you're going to have to do it in an uncontrolled but controlled environment. To the last
1: two days, and you and I were talking about this before the show, it is a script of almost every joint practice. Whichever team wins day one, rarely wins game two, (laughs) or day two, I should say. And usually day two gets that little bit of chippiness in it, and that's kind of what we've seen in Philly. Browns were pretty dominant yesterday. Eagles came out today with a little bit of fire, and there was just a few skirmishes from what we heard. It's
2: going to happen. First of all, You're dealing with guys who refuse to be emasculated, especially on their own turf. That's just the way it goes. And if you do get dominated two days in a row, you really have to question what type of football team you are and all these goals and aspirations and ambitions that you have about what the season is going to entail. You're joking. You're kidding yourself. If you let someone come to your house, and push you around two days straight. You better respond about it. And also, Matt, your job's on the line. And it's the Philadelphia Eagles.
1: They were in the Super Bowl. Like that's probably my biggest thing, and why I'm so happy the Browns were able to do this against Philly. Like I think if people haven't seen from the Browns' social media today that video of Miles going up against Jordan Maliata, the left tackle, the six foot. I hope Dewan Jones talked to him a little bit. Just be like, just let me pick your brain for just a second, man. But you know, that's that's best on best right there. Right. That's what you want. And it's not the same guy you've seen for three weeks where you know his move and he, you knows knows he knows yours and you're getting work in. You can get out there and get after it. So that's where the Browns going to a team like Philadelphia. And the same thing, I'm sure Philly is happy that the Browns came as a good team with really good players. I want to see Denzel Ward against Devonta Smith. I want to see these good players going up against one another. And specifically the one for me was our D line against their offensive uh-huh. line. Because the Browns offensive line is one of the best in football. Phillies might be the best in full. I really think it's either the Browns or Phillies, one of the best offensive lines in football. And the most revamped position for the Browns was that D line. Right. And seeing what these guys have up against the all pro players like
2: the Eagles have. Exactly. And add to that, Matt, what you just said, the fact that they were in the, what they were in a Super Bowl, So they were one, they were, And there's nothing like being in the Super Bowl when you have that week where you look to the left and you look to the right and you realize that you and your teammates are the only two left standing as far as teams are concerned. And when you have that sense and feeling, other guys appreciate that around the league who aren't where you're at. And when it comes to the offseason and then into the season, you start measuring yourself against that Super Bowl contender as well as that champion. And this is what this serves as. Okay, if I can hold my own, if I can dominate even better, against a Super Bowl-caliber team, and we did as a collective and as an individual, that boosts confidence. That gets you to a place like, yeah, we, are, we do have something special here. We can build on this, and I'm hoping and praying that's what the guys experience and are feeling right now as they go back to their rooms.
1: Speaking of going back to the rooms, we know uh, a walk th- walkthrough tomorrow, which I think is so cool. They're going to Kevin Stefanski's alma mater. They're going to Penn to do their walkthrough <laughs> tomorrow, which That's is so cool. Co- I think that is really cool. It's awesome. And then, obviously, Andrew Barry's twin brother is in the Eagles organization. A lot of family there for Kevin Stefanski. So, uh, I thought that was some really cool parts of the day. But they'll have a walkthrough, obviously, gearing up for preseason game number three. Coming up on Thursday night, we got an official from Coach that the starters and most of the second stringers won't play. Dorian thompson Robinson has become one of the stories of really the NFL preseason, Gerard. He's going to get the start play the first half, then Kellen Mond in the second half. And I've gone back with some people on DTR, which for those that don't know, I was a giant. I was so happy when they drafted mm-hmm. him because I just I loved the fit. I love the skill set. And I think he fits what this room is. But I still think Josh Dobbs is your backup for for this season. There's development to be had with Dorian. I think he's made some amazing strides this year. I want him to capture that, enjoy it. But know that Josh Dobbs is here to serve a purpose and get it done. But DTR, I know a lot of people are going to be tuning in Thursday night to see what he's got.
2: No, No doubt about it. And he's playing with house money. He has an opportunity to go out there and just play football. And that's exactly what he's done. It doesn't seem like he's stressing about the situation at hand. And some people are like, well, you know, if you press yourself, maybe you get to the spot where you are the number two. Don't concern yourself with that by any stretch of your imagination. You can't control what Coach DeFancy, what Andrew Barry, what Dee Podesta is going to do. So what you can control, though, is your effort and how you've been playing. Because I must say, I've seen a lot of preseason games in my lifetime. And this has to be one of the better efforts that I've ever seen far as a quarterback consistently game in and game out, showing up and showing out. It takes me back to Brian Hoyer when he won himself a starting position because it was clear from that situation, that he was the better quarterback. Now, I'm not making that claim whatsoever about DTR, but I must say I've been very impressed. I've been very encouraged, and I've been very happy about his progress, and I'm looking forward to seeing what he does on Thursday night.
1: Coaches always say make it hard on us. They say make it GM people, you know GM front office as well. Make it hard on us to make this decision. Oh, he's decision. an asset, man. He is. Doing and, that's, and doing, and that's why, like, I, that's why I said I think the Browns' quarterback room, the way that it is set up, is what exactly you need. You have what a guy that could be an elite franchise quarterback. You've got Josh Dobbs that has served that proven. backup role, mm-hmm. proven can start if you need to and you have your development project-type player that just has some physical attributes that you really schedule. can't find and a little ahead of schedule uh, from everything that he's shown. Uh, Gerard, I can't get out of here without asking about cheesesteaks And Philly. You spent time. You played for the Eagles. You've been there. You were a part of it. What's the one thing that sets a cheesesteak apart from the rest? Is it the bun? Is it
2: the cheese? Is it the toppings? That's like a great question, dog. And if you don't have the bun right, it will all be screwed. But you, my answer. You but, get- but you do because I've, I've gone to several places, and I – Tell you tourists out there, stay away from the popular places that are advertised. Any
1: Browns fans going to Philly for the game, listen to drive
2: yeah. right now. This is vitally important. You'll be shocked and surprised, but your best cheesesteaks might be found at a local gas station that makes them on a griddle.
1: There you go. Oh, griddle, It's so important. Yes. It's got to be done. That
2: It's got to be seasoned right. But, yeah, man, it has to be made with love, but you're right. If that bun ain't right it ain't going to be right. It's it's the
1: cheese. You got to put the onions. The peppers got to be grilled perfectly as well chopped and chopped up, ready to go. Well, Drodd's got that opportunity to get a cheesesteak. Of course, oh, believe me, he'll I'll be on it. the radio network coming up for Thursday night's game. Another guy that will be on the call in a different way, the Hall of Famer, Joe oh, oh. Thomas. He's going to join us coming up. I got to talk cheesesteaks with him as well. But get your Cleveland Browns single-game tickets now for all the great matchups at Cleveland Browns Stadium. Visit clevelandbrowns.com slash tickets or call 440 891-5050 to purchase today. We have a lot to get to with Joe Thomas. I want to ask him about Dewan Jones because we talked mm-hmm. about Dorian Thompson Robinson really being one of the stars so far in preseason. Another fellow draftee and Dewan Jones is starting to turn some heads on some of the things he's been able to do out there. A sticking at right tackle, as coaches said. So I can't wait to talk to Joe Thomas about Dewan Jones, everything else and joint practices for an offensive lineman. What do you get out of it from that? So we'll talk to Joe when we return. This is the Kevin Stefanski Show on the University Hospital's Cleveland
0: Browns Radio Network. For me, I'm just trying to make the right decision for each of our players. This is the Coach Kevin Stefanski Show. You're listening to the University Hospital's Cleveland Browns Radio Network.
1: And be part of one of the most passionate fan bases in the NFL. Join the Browns season ticket member waitlist today for the best chance at securing tickets for all home games in the future seasons. Don't miss out. Go to clevelandbrowns.com slash tickets or call 440 440- 891 5050 to reserve your spot today. Welcome back, Kevin Stefanski, show here on the University Hospital's Cleveland Browns Radio Network. He's Drawd Cherry. I'm Matt Fontana. We'll be joined shortly by Browns Hall of Famer Joe Thomas to recap a couple of days of joint practices out there in Philly. And I mentioned Dewan Jones just a little bit, Gerard. And uh, it was, you know, unfortunate that Jack Conklin is in uh, concussion protocol right now. James Hudson will get that start at right tackle. But I think so much about Dewan Jones and He's one of the guys that I think has had maybe some of the biggest leaps this preseason and Mm -hmm. really shown a lot. And one of those guys, I don't want to put the car before the horse or anything, but to say, you can look back at this and go, man, the Browns really got a steal when they got DeJuan
2: Jones. Right, especially if, if he emerges as a swing tackle and, God don't forbid, a starter, then you're in a great spot with that.
1: Absolutely. And to get more insight on that, we bring in the Hall of Famer, Joe Thomas. Joe, I know a lot of people have said this. I haven't had a chance to talk to you. First off, congratulations on the induction down there in Canton. I know it was a really special day, uh, and we welcome you to the Kevin Stefanski Show. Joe, we start. we were talking Dewan Jones, and I just wanted to get your thoughts as an off- a former offensive lineman with a guy that size, with a guy that big, is there something specific that you look at when it comes to Dewan Jones, whether he does that better than anybody else, or something he needs to focus on to play at an elite level?
3: Yeah, It was really cool for me. I got a chance to uh, spend some time with him after practice today, just kind of chopping it up and talking about his game, and what I said is uh, the most obvious thing in the world is like, dude, you're blessed with the most amazing size. Understand what that does for you. A defensive end is only going to beat you one of three ways. They can either beat you to the inside or the outside, or they can run through you. With you, they can only beat you two ways. There's nobody on planet Earth who can run through you You're so big. So remember, if you keep your shoulders square, they can't beat you to the inside. That means if you're able to get off the ball quickly at the snap for two quick kicks, it's going to put you ahead of all those uh, guys that are rushing the passer ahead of you. And if you're square after two kicks, they can't beat you inside. They can't beat you through you. Then all you got to use is those big, long arms, and you can just push people wide every time. So I said focus on getting off the snap as quick as you possibly can. Beat that snap in your head. That should be the number one thing you think about because if you get back two kicks square, there's nobody in the NFL that will be able to beat you.
2: And, Joe, how has he looked so far from your evaluation and your vantage point?
3: I've been really impressed. I mean, a guy that size, especially a rookie, it's pretty impressive the way he moves. I know he was a basketball guy and he said that, you know, basketball is his first love and it's easy to see why, because the guy's got twinkle toes. It's amazing how athletic and quick his feet are for somebody his size. Um, and I think the thing that has impressed me, and I've said it a couple of times already is just how important it is for him. Like he's not a guy that's just out there doing it just because, you know, Hey, well, I was a big guy and I guess I gotta <laughs> go play football. Like, it's really important to him to be great, and I think that's one of the things that gets overlooked a little bit, and it's one of the things that sometimes they're missing in those guys that have the elite talent, but they don't have the elite desire and drive, and that's really what holds them back. But I don't think that's going to hold him back. I think we've already seen from where he got here in OTAs when maybe he wasn't in the best shape to where he is now playing the full Hall of Fame game and following it up with a great game against the Washington Commanders. He's proven to us with his conditioning and with what he's done improving on the field, that he loves it and he wants it.
1: Browns Hall of Famer Joe Thomas joining us here on the Kevin Stefanski Show. And, of course, Joe, a part of the broadcast preseason game number three this Thursday night with Joe Rose and the great Aditi Kinkabala, so make sure you tune in Thursday night. Joe, to the rest of the offensive line, when we think of joint practices, I think a lot of people say, oh, quarterbacks can get timing down or wide receivers against the corners – but tell everybody, how important is it for the line to get some work done in these joint practices?
3: Well, these last two days were really huge for the line because of the talent of the guys that they were going against. Philadelphia Eagles, they built their success the last few years around their O and D lines. I mean, I think a lot of people would say last year they probably had the best O line in the NFL. And certainly they've got a claim to be made that they might have the best defensive line. And so for our guys to be able to go against the best for these last couple of days and hold their own, and then I, I think, truthfully, yesterday I think our D line actually manhandled the offensive line for the Philadelphia Eagles. And today our O line, like I heard Bill Callahan say, calling it up at the end the of practice today, that he was so proud of our O line group because they took it to them. I mean, they took them behind the woodshed, and uh, they handled the Eagles D line. So when you're able to play against the best and hold your own. I think that builds a lot of confidence at this point in training camp that you can go against anybody during the season.
2: And, Joe, how important is that confidence, and how can it sustain a football team that's trying to find their identity?
3: I think it's really important because everybody knows how important this season is. So there's going to be a lot of pressure on this team um, to have some success right from the start. Everybody expects that this season's going to be a lot better than last season because you got your quarterback the whole year, and there's no wondering who is going to be under center week one. Um, and so I think it's important for them to start fast. I think it's important for them to play well at the beginning of the year and building that confidence in training camp is how you do that.
1: Joe, maybe the hardest, most important question, Draw and I discussed it, the Ooh. key to a good cheesesteak is what? Draw oh. and I both agree it's the bun, it's got to be toasted yeah. properly. What's the key to a good cheesesteak?
3: Yeah, so I'm uh, mostly a low-carb, dieter but when i eat bread (laughs) i am a savant when it comes to what makes great bread products so you have to have that thin eggshell crispy crust on the outside Ah, proper baking and toasting but then the inside needs to be buttery soft with a slight tug it can't be just melt in your mouth you got to have just a little bit of a tug so that whole sandwich holds together perfectly uh with every single bite and you're exactly right i mean it's it's easy to make the meat, it's easy to put the cheese and fry the peppers and stuff, but the, the, the secret to a great cheesesteak is obviously having that great little crust on the outside of the bread, but that gooey, soft inside.
1: He's a Hall of Famer in many disciplines. Man, you sold that dog. Yeah, right there. <laughs> there he is, Joe Thomas. We'll be watching Thursday night on the preseason broadcast with Chris and Aditi. Joe, we appreciate the time. Go get your cheesesteak. You're a little closer to it than Drod myself. So.
3: Hey, always. I appreciate you guys having me on. Thanks a lot, guys.
1: There he goes. Joe Thomas, uh, like, he's got a, the inside too, Drod. He got, he's got to he catch everything it. too. He's I mean, right the script of
2: words he used has me salivating right now for it. You'll be on your way to Philly
1: sooner rather than later be joining that. And, of course, already in Philly, Nathan Zagura and Kevin Stefanski. Of course, the Kevin Stefanski Show. Nathan's going to sit down with Coach, get his thoughts on the last couple of days, joint practices, and, of course, gearing up for preseason game number two – or number three, excuse me. We'll get to all that coming up. Kevin Stefanski Show right here on the University Hospital's Cleveland Browns Radio Network.
4: This is Colin Coward from the Herd with Colin Cowherd.
5: I feel like I have people in the building that can tell me the truth. And I think that's really important because I don't want this to be a place where I don't get the
0: truth from our guys. This is the Coach Kevin Stefanski Show. You're listening to the University Hospital's Cleveland Browns Radio Network.
6: Welcome back to the Kevin Stefanski Show, all along the University Hospitals Cleveland Browns Radio Network. Very happy now to be joined by the head coach of your Cleveland Browns. And coach, let's just start with this. What's it like for you being back in Philly?
5: Yeah, it's good to be back here. You know, it's it's I got a lot of family still here, uh, so there, there's some old haunts that I'm driving by, I haven't stopped in them, but I'm I'm seeing them. So it's just fun for. Uh, us as a team to be in this city and, and bonding in, under one roof again in, in, in the hotel and over uh, at the practice facility. So I think anytime you can do these trips, it's special. And then I can answer any questions if people need a good recommendation for a restaurant.
6: Well, how about one for the people right now?
5: Okay, well, I'll, let's always all roads lead back to pizza. So uh, tomorrow, Wednesday night before the game, I'm having some uh, local pizza brought in for the team. A place called Picas, P-I-C-A the okay. pika family i was raised on that pizza growing up uh, it's right in Delaware county upper derby so i uh, had that brought am gonna have that brought in for the team so uh they the, you know the way to my heart is, is through my mouth
6: <laughs> what's your go-to toppings on pizza if any
5: yeah um, it's all good uh you know a, a, just a plain slice of pizza can be just as good i love pepperoni love mushrooms but uh, I, i'll try it all there's nothing i won't try
6: I'm a pepperoni mushroom man myself. All right, so that's the pizza. Everybody pay attention to that when you come to Philly. Let's talk about the work, though, because you are here to get a lot of work in against the defending NFC champions. You know, just seeing it, boy, it feels like a big difference from a year ago. Do you sense that as well in terms of this roster, the size, the toughness, and what you've seen on the field against the Eagles?
5: Yeah, you know, good work against a great opponent. You know, you look at this team that we're playing. They were in the Super Bowl last year representing the NFC. They're really well coached. Everything they do is really sound. And then, Uh, You know, you look at their roster and and you see the skilled players on the outside and the quarterback and the lines and and certainly their defensive line. It's just a really good matchup for us. Uh, It's a great barometer to see where you are, Uh, you know, obviously for us to be able to bring in Zadarius and Dalvin and Oboe. Those guys make a difference. Uh, They they really are are pros that have played at a high level in this uh, this game. And I think we're seeing the the benefits of that.
6: I don't know if you got any feedback to this effect, maybe from the Eagles, but as watching it. This defensive line, and I'm talking about ours. We'll get to theirs in a second. It's a problem. Jalen Hurts was under duress all day. Pretty much their completions, it felt like those were a lot of those were sacks, Zedarius, Miles, Oboe. You mentioned a Dalvin. Is that fun to watch? And you know, as a guy who's called plays in this league, how disruptive it can be when a defensive line makes your offense kind of neutered.
5: Yeah, I mean, you have, to, you have to be so careful in practice settings and, and uh, as exciting as it is to see some of the rushes. There's also, listen, they're going to get theirs. That's a great offense. Uh, so Jalen Hurts, he has the ability to evade free rushers at times. So uh, I thought there was some really, there was a good back and forth uh, in these practices. I think they certainly got theirs, we got ours, and, and it's just a way to compete like crazy uh,
6: against a really good opponent. From what you've seen so far, you mentioned it's a barometer. Do do you see the progress in this roster and this football team from a year ago? Because we came out of those and we're like, wow, that Philly team, they're big, they're good, they're going to win the NFC. Do you feel like you've seen that progress you want to see?
5: You know, I I don't look at it that way. For me, it's really trying to figure out where our football team is right now, getting ready for September 10th and beyond. Uh, So I think we're where we should be, I don't think where we ult- we're not where we ultimately need to be, and that's where the work versus the Eagles, that's where the practice is going in the next week versus the chiefs and really all the work we're doing up in Berea. that's there's a lot left to do. There's a lot that we need to clean up. Um, having said that uh, anytime you can go up against a, a team like this like we're going up against and, and understand where your strengths and where your weaknesses lie, I think that's
6: important. What did you see from our offense?
5: Uh, some big plays and then some, some sloppy plays. It was really, I told the players, it was the good, the bad, and the ugly. And the good is really good and we just got to clean up the bad and the ugly. And uh, you know, for us, like every team, you know, there's, there's a, you're know, you working through things and you're, you're trying different uh, plays and you're working different formations, those type of things, and you're learning. So a lot of uh, mistakes that are made are not necessarily
6: a bad thing because now you're learning for the, for the next play. When you have this kind of joint practice, you have the tape. So take us through the process. You come back the tape is watched. You get the guys ready for day two. How does that? What are you kind of doing? Are you making any adjustments? Are you saying, "Oh, this is what they were doing. We're going to counter it with this." What's kind of that tape watching process, both for conceptually and then individuals to get them ready for that second day of a joint practice? Because you don't get an opportunity to, like play a game against the Eagles and then come back and play a game against the Eagles the very next day. Well, first of all, it's a lot of tape,
5: so it's really two
6: practices that are going
5: on. And for me, while the practice is happening, I'm with our offense, so I'm I'm not seeing our defense until I get back here. So. Really, I'm watching two practices when we get back here. And you know, you watch O-line versus D-line, you watch our offensive line, then you got to go watch our defensive line, which is the fun part. We just have so much tape to, to watch. Uh, there's no game planning. There's no, like, we're going to do this and we're going to show you this. It's, it's just That's not what this time is for or this setting is for. It's really about, all right, let's go put some stuff on tape. We've been working this. Let's see what it looks like versus this scheme. Uh, there's a lot of looks that we maybe don't get on offense that we need to see from this defense. There's a lot of looks that our defense is seeing from the Philly offense that they need to see. So uh, it's just a
6: matter of building uh, reps upon reps. Uh, let's talk about one of the looks that we showed. And maybe I missed it while we were in Berea at the Greenbrier. But it was fun to watch what I'd call like a big dime, where he had all three safeties, Juan, Rodney, and Grant out there with the three corners, Greg, Denzel, and MJ. One linebacker and the four guys getting after it. Feels like there's a lot of versatility in that, and that defense. It felt like had some success against the Eagles.
5: Yeah, I mean, as you can imagine, there's no shortage to what you can do defensively when you have versatile football players. So there's, we've been working through so many different personnel groupings. We happen to be in that one uh, versus the Eagles, but there's, there's a ton of groupings you can move people around. You know, people talk about having versatility up front. If you can rush outside and inside, that really opens up. Our defense and defensive coaches to design certain things. If you can play if, as a safety, you can play man and zone, you can play in the post, you can play low. That opens up things that we can do. So we're just trying to test uh, what we have, see what versatility we have so that we can get ready to use it in the season.
6: All right. The day one felt like kind of general. Day two, you're going to get into some situational football, red zone. How valuable is that kind of work in these settings?
5: Yeah, red zone, typically with these practices, on the second day you get in the red zone because the guys are. Tired. I mean, you go hard that first day, and it's full field cover, uh, so you really go in that red zone to really shorten the l- the length of the field. And, and but for that, having said that, the amount of work you get down there is awesome. So we'll get some seven on seven reps. We got some team reps down there uh, to be able to just go against each other, and, and again, see how their defense deploys, how their offense deploys in that red zone. Work two minute. Uh, you're really trying to get as much situational ball as you can.
6: You preach that all the time, situational football. Why is that so valuable in terms of? Is, do you feel like that's really the key, kind of between winning and losing in the regular season?
5: That's the game. Situational ball is the game, and and the thing we always talk about is shared situational awareness. It, it's not. It doesn't matter what I know, or it doesn't matter what just Deshaun knows, or, or just you know, uh, Coach Schwartz or our defensive line. We all have to know it together. We got to be on the same page so that when those situations come up, there's not a lot of explaining that needs to happen. We've worked it. We've repped it. We've talked about it. So we're all 53 players. All the coaches are locked in and know exactly what we're doing.
6: You mentioned Deshaun. What's the biggest difference you see in him? Now you get to see him go against the Eagles, go against the Eagles a year later. What's the biggest difference you see?
5: Yeah, I think really what we've talked about all along, just comfort and comfort in the system, comfort in, in what we're doing. Uh, you know, I think he's a player that continues to take every single day to try to get better. I mean, that's what I see from him, and, and I say that because I spend every meeting with him. I know what he's seeing, I know what he's looking at, I know what his thought process is, and he's a guy that's a constantly striving to get better every single day.
6: We started earlier talking about our defensive line, what they were able to do. You had to deal with Adarius Smith when he was in Green Bay. Now that he's on your team and just seeing what he did against Washington, taking Andrew Wiley back, getting that safety, and then even out here on this field, just his power jumps out at you no matter where you are in the facility watching him go work. Yeah, I
5: mean, there's a reason we went out and got Z. And, and you see it, uh, he, he can rush with power, he can rush with speed, he can rush inside and outside. Uh, so he brings again, going back to that versatility, he, he gives us so many
6: options there on the defensive front. Why was getting Shelby Harris important to you?
5: Yeah, Shelby's done a nice job. Uh, I think Andrew and and the crew kind of recognize an opportunity there with Shelby, a a pro that's been in different systems, really has been around, uh, uh, knows how to play, um, has played really productive and and disruptive football, really, in his career.
6: Uh, We'll end with this one, Coach. You went to the Greenbrier with this group. Now you've spent this time in Philly with this group. Have you felt the bonding that you wanted to see? Do you feel like this group is maybe further ahead than they would be if they were just in Berea in terms of that bonding, the teamwork, that fabric that you're going to need to go through what is a very long season that will have ups and downs and adversity? Do you feel like that that has worked the way that you had wanted it to?
5: It's impossible to measure. You don't know. I know this. The more you put your team around each other, just the more you're going to get to know each other, the more you're going to sweat together, you're going to bleed together, you're going to cry together, all those things. I mean, that's just part of, coming together as a team. So impossible to measure, but I do believe that putting our guys under one roof has its benefits.
6: Coach, thank you so much for the time. Enjoy the Picas pizza tomorrow. Thanks, Nathan. All right, we'll be back with more of the Kevin Stefanski show all along the University Hospital's Cleveland Browns Radio Network.
7: This is Browns cornerback Denzel Ward. This is Browns wide receiver Donovan Peoples-Jones.
0: This is Joel Batonio, and you're listening to the University Hospital's Cleveland Browns Radio Network. University Hospitals is your hometown medical team and official health care provider of the Cleveland Browns.
6: Welcome back to the Kevin Stefanski Show all along the University Hospital's Cleveland Browns Radio Network. Joined now by Browns defensive end, Obo Okoronkwo. And Oboe, first of all, how has this kind of offseason been? You come to the Browns, you make a signing, right? And you're like, this is where I want to be. We haven't got to a game yet, but you've had a lot of time here now. Has it kind of been what you expected?
7: Oh, 100%. You know, uh, I joined this roster because of all the talent. All the young talent, you know. Um, It's been fun just watching all the young guys just learn the game and just being able to bring what I bring to the table and also playing with Miles and Sedaris. That's just so much for me to learn from. It's been a great experience so far. When you say what I bring to the table, in your words, what do you bring to the table? Um, I think I I bring a little experience, you know. I've been in the league for a little bit. And also uh, I bring some attitude, you know. Uh, I'm, I, I'm, I think I'm a relentless player. I play with a high motor, you know, um, and somebody to compliment Miles and Zedarius.
6: All right, you mentioned that yourself, Zedarius, Miles, out there with Dalvin sometimes in those pass rushing situations. How fun's that been?
7: Hey, man. Hey, they making my job easy. Look, they going to make me look real good this year. That's all I gonna say.
6: (laughs) He is smiling. This is radio. He is smiling from ear to ear. So you come out and you get these joint practices. You got against our offensive line, one of the better offensive lines in the NFL. You get this joint practice against the Eagles. They're one of the better offensive lines in the NFL. Day one, it felt like you guys dominated them how wouldn't you put the tape on what did you guys see and, and how did you guys kind of as a group feel about what you're able to accomplish
7: well uh, yeah day one we feel like we dominated them but you know hats off to them they came back today and um they, they had a really good day so um it was a really good competition all in all um but uh it was good good to see where we were where we are you know but uh, we got a lot of work to do
6: yeah how do you feel about where you guys are right now
7: um it's a process, you know. Um, we're we're not there yet. We're not where we want to be yet. But you know, we're gonna get back to work, get back to Cleveland, keep working. You know, um, and it, it's it's not a one day thing. You know, it's a process. We're just gonna keep climbing.
6: When you have a coach who kind of tells you to go, as Jim Schwartz says, go get after the ball. Is that something that brings a smile to your face as well? And does this style suit you? Find that it's suiting you right now?
7: It's suiting all of us. Hey, we're we we're, we're, we're all planning to have our best years with, with, with Jim Schwartz. Uh, we're we're so happy to to be coached by him. He's Really took the seatbelts off of us and is letting us go, letting us play. And uh, it, it's, it's working really well, you know. Um, I like it. I like it a lot. <laughs> I'm having fun, so.
6: Good. Well, it's great to see you out there. What's one thing you want Browns fans to think about when they see number 54 on the field this year?
7: Energy. Energy. Just pure energy.
6: All right, Oboe, pleasure as always. Thanks for the time. Thank you for having me.
1: Great stuff there with Nathan Zagur and Obo Okarankwo. We're back here on the Kevin Stefanski Show on the University Hospital's Cleveland Browns Radio Network. Gerard Cherry, Matt Fontan, and I love hearing that from Obo Gerard because with this offseason, he signed here, thought to be a starter. Oh, wait, they go get Zadarius Smith, and it'd be easy to say, well, I thought I was going to get all these snaps. I right. thought I'd get all this time, but you heard him there say, these guys are going to make me look good, and and the, the excitement you could hear from Obo. And just to have that mentality, I think, is a really strong thing because the same thing, the team goes out now and brings in Shelby Harris to help with this defensive line. And you want the best players on the field sometimes. It can cut into your snap count, but it seems like that that D-line room knows that this is a group that has been revamped and they
2: expect big things out of each other this Right, year. and your mindset has to be, you know what? They don't switch out and swap out offensive line. They stay in the whole game, so while Darius and... Miles is wearing these guys out on the rush inside of things. Guess what? I'm coming in fresh. I'm coming in motivated and enthusiastic, and I don't have a bad attitude about the situation. hand. because you're right, Matt, he could have taken the perspective of, hey, man, I thought I was going to be a starter. You brought me here from a Texans. What's the deal here? But his perspective is exactly right. His attitude, his energy, you hear it through the interview. That's exactly what you want on this football team to change the culture and guys being selfless and not making it about them and being selfish, but understanding that, hey, long as I, when I do get in and I wreck shop, that's only going to help the team and it's going to help me in the, as well. So I love that. And I also love what he said, Matt, in regards to winning yesterday and holding their own today, but kind of getting, he was honest about it. They kind of dealt with us today and it's just day one. It's built over time. It's a process, but it means doing things right day after day after day. And it sounds like they're preaching that and also trying to express it.
1: I mean, I also just think it, it takes a second to step back and almost pinch myself to understand what. Andrew Berry and his team did to this D-line, you could have just said, yeah, we signed Obo Okoronko and Dalvin Tomlinson. All oh, right. wait, then we wouldn't got Zedaria Smith. Oh, wait, now we went and got Shelby Harris. Oh, right. wait, we drafted uh, Siaki Ika to come in here and just completely overhaul that. And knowing that there are guys like Tommy Togia and Jordan Elliott and, you know, unfortunately, Thomas and Alex Wright are injured right now, but speedy recoveries, they'll get right. back to get back mm-hmm. in the mix. But just to, to see the investment from this team to say, hey, this D-line, we're bringing in competition. We're bringing in guys that are going to help us, Mohurst, Tristan Hill. It's a group that I, I'm i really genuinely excited to see, A, who makes the squad and what it looks like, and B,
2: what they can do this season. Yeah, and think about it. You took on one of the better offensive lines in the National Football mm-hmm. League, and you gave them the business. Now, that was yesterday. A different thing happened today, and that's to be ex- expected because they're not – You can't be the best offense, one of the best offensive lines along with ours in the National Football League, and not expect these guys to respond in kind with the attitude of, You got me, I'm going to get you today. Now, I can't wait till we get to the place to where we dominate you back to back to back, and then we just pretty much finish you off, and there is no hope for you. But that's a process to get there as well.
1: And uh, we've heard it from some of the Browns tackles themselves when they go against Miles Garrett, and they say, When I practice against Miles, I know more often than not. It's going to be easier in the game because that's how good he is. And I hope the Browns D line facing the Eagles, like they have over the last couple of days, to say, hey, when I'm going up against Lane Johnson and uh, Jason Kelsey. These are some of the best at what they do, and if I can hold my own against them, I'm going to be able to do pretty good against everybody else around the league. Well, speaking around the league, Drod, let's take a peek around the NFL. In the last couple days, it's been all the running back position as both Ezekiel Elliott and Dalvin Cook have found their new homes. Cook, of course, going to the Jets. Zeke to your former uh, team, the New England Patriots. So, Drod, I'll ask you, who are you more intrigued by to see? Is it Zeke?
2: going to New England, or is it Dalvin Cook going to the Jets? It's got to be Zeke to New England, right? That's just one. Can he revigorate, galvanize his career? Can he get back to a place to where he once was?
1: Well, you know Bill, and I saw this from James White, longtime Patriots running back, and he said Bill has always loved Zeke Elliott, always wanted
2: Zeke Elliott. I would imagine that he probably fits the kind of guy, kind of running back Bill likes. Oh, runs with power. Runs with presence, with his pads is the best way to put it. And if he can – and Bill has done this before. If you look at guys who were supposed to be washed up, done, and finished with their careers and Bill got to them, they had a, a revitalization of their career. And I can see that happen with Zeke. So I'm more intrigued by that with the Jets and what's going on there. I mean, they got Hall, Brees Hall already.
1: That's I was a little confused by that, too. So I, it's just
2: like, add, I get it, though. Why not add to your arsenal? If you yeah. had the money to do it, thankfully, to Aaron Rodgers for Jets brass, that he provided that $35 million to help out with the salary. But, no, I'm much more contri- intrigued by Ken Ezekiel Elliott, get back to the former form that he once had, at least get close to it, because what we saw for the past couple years has not been that impressive.
1: The other thing of the rookie quarterback, so it came out today that Anthony Richardson will be the starting quarterback for the Indianapolis Colts. We know that Bryce Young already named the starter in Carolina, and we all but assume that it will be C.J. Stroud down there in Houston. So the three top quarterbacks taken, all getting their chance to start for their respective teams, and it's one of the... Age-old questions in the NFL, Gerard. When you have a top-drafted quarterback, do you play him or do you sit him? And there are guys that you could look at Mahomes and Rodgers that sat, and it worked out. There are guys like Herbert and Burrow that played right away, it and out. it kind of worked out. I, I, I think it'd be so hard to be a team, to have a top pick like that, and then to not play the quarterback and not at least see what they have. But also, what sometimes people forget, and I know you know this too, It's the individual player. Can that player handle that? Is that something that is actually in the best interest for this individual player? Not just quarterback X that was drafted at X position. It's sitting down and and getting to know these players to say, hey, can you handle this? And obviously for the Colts, they feel like Anthony Richardson can. They feel like Bryce Young can. And I'm assuming C.J. Stroud will get it done uh, down there in Houston.
2: These guys are all – at first I was going to poo-poo the whole thing and be like, These guys have no business playing because they're on bad teams and in bad situations, hence why they got picked so high in the draft. And that's like the worst-case scenario for you as far as your career concerns are made because essentially what will more likely happen is two or three years from now a coach will be replaced Mm -hmm. and a front office will be replaced and they'll be trying to replace you with their own picks. But the saving grace for these guys is the following. They're all three of them in the worst divisions in the National Football League. (laughs) That's a good point, (laughs) right, yeah. That's the saving grace. So they're not playing against the AFC North or the NFC East. They don't see that gauntlet of a type of a schedule because of the division opponents aren't that good right now. So actually, I take back what I was going to say because, for example, with Richardson, they were touting in the draft. He's a development. He's a project. We're not gonna put I, him in there. I thought and he said today he was shocked by it. And I was like, yeah, I thought I really I mean, that's truly what they were saying thought he was in the gonna draft. Play. Well, we yeah. took this guy because of the potential talent. Now he's gonna be a starter. And I'm pretty sure at this stage of his career, he's not better than Minshew, but I get it. Again, they're in the AFC South. Now, granted, there have been times before we said, okay, this division sucks, and they find themselves with three teams in the Playoffs, you never know, but it looks like to me that the NFC South and the AFC South are going to be dismal for a while until these young guys mature as quarterbacks, so I think it's actually going to work out because of the fact, again, at least for four games to six games, they're going to see some not-so-good opponents. That
1: will happen. Fans, Browns need your help picking the field design for the 2023 season. All fans are encouraged to vote to decide what design and logos will be featured at midfield at Cleveland Browns Stadium. Visit clevelandbrowns.com slash field vote to cast your vote today. We'll do a little stock up, step up. We'll do it next right here on the Kevin Stefanski Show on the University Hospital's Cleveland Browns Radio Network.
0: For me, I'm just trying to make the right decision for each of our players. This is the Coach Kevin Stefanski Show. You're listening to the University Hospital's Cleveland Browns Radio Network. And back
1: by popular demand, it's year two of the Barking Backers, presented by Milkbone, the fan club for dogs. Visit membership options and join today at Barking Backers. I'm Matt Fontana filling in tonight for Nathan Zagura. He is Gerard Sherry on the Kevin Stefanski Show, and it's time for a little stock up, step up, as we enter preseason game number three. And Gerard, you kind of said you might have the same answer. I'm going to go first on my stock up. We'll do stock up, then step up uh, and see, because I think stock up for me, I'm actually going to go with Austin Watkins, wide receiver. There was a video catch of him today. It was pretty impressive. Had the touchdown. I think he's starting to turn a few ads. Now, that wide receiving room is borderline stacked. And mm-hmm. as people start writing down, okay, who's making the team and, and starting to fill up positions there, I don't know if there's quite a position, but Droddy keeps playing the way that he is. He's going to force himself onto this roster. So I think stock up right now for Austin. Well,
2: he's certainly one of my candidates. And if ever I have any doubts about whether or not I know this business and I know this sport, I can honestly say, Matt, I identified him at Greenbrier you and, and saw exactly. it. And it's was yeah. like, hey, this kid's got something, and he's done nothing but prove me right since then. So I agree with you on that. But I also an added offensive linemen because of the fact that Dewan Jones has found himself taking – he went from being four for fifth string in the depth chart as far as the right offensive tackle is concerned to now he's getting first-team reps because of the fact that Conklin has been out due to a concussion. So that right there just speaks volumes of stock being – can your stock get any higher? If all I mean, of a sudden you find yourself getting one reps. I loved it. Brian
1: Baldinger does these breakdowns. He said, Dewan Jones has the wingspan of a manta ray. And I don't know why <laughs> I find that so funny. Like, I, But it does. He's just so big. And you watch him. And I just think the development, the, the Bill Callahan, Scott Peters factor in there can't be overstated. My step up is a guy that has stepped up. But I need him even more. I was gutted to see Jacob Phillips go down with another season. Well, on IR peck injury again. Mm-hmm. I, I was really high on Jacob Phillips. I was a big fan of his. He's down. Drop my step up has got to be Jordan Kanashik because with Anthony Walker coming back from the quad injury, Kanashik's gonna take that Mike position over and be in the middle. And again, I think Jordan has been stepping mm-hmm. up. Jim Schwartz has called him out before for the work that he's done, but now that that, you, you, that linebacker position was already a little decimated. I'm going to need a little bit more on Jordan. Right,
2: Josh. and let's add to that, far as the step-up's concerned, in that Jordan's going to have to also be a stalwart on special teams, and he's going to have to be the guy who's an anchor in that as well. So not just with his linebacker duties, but we're going to ask him to also be a standout as well in that position <laughs> because it's so important. Cannot forget, people, three-phase game. It's so important. But my step-up – is actually a guy who had a good game, good practice yesterday, made some plays. Take it to the playing field, and that's Anthony Schwartz. Mm, yeah. Those big plays that you had in one-on-ones, those catches that you made, take it to Thursday night and do something to help your cause as far as making this football team.
1: And speaking of making the football team draw, we know how important Thursday night will be where a lot of the starters, some of the reserves aren't going to play. This is maybe your final chance to grab some eyes of front office people, whether it be here in other organizations And there's going to be a lot of guys out there fighting for roster spots for here, for somewhere else. We'll have to see, but I'm really excited for Thursday night. The Eagles are a good team. Even though it'll be a lot of their backups, it'll be a great challenge for the Cleveland Browns coming up Thursday night as they take on the Philadelphia Eagles. We appreciate everybody joining us here tonight on the Kevin Stefanski Show, University Hospital's Cleveland Browns Great Radio Network. We appreciate Meredith Kane, Jacob, great job. For Gerard Sherry, I am Matt Fontana. You've been listening to the Kevin Stefanski Show on the University Hospital's Cleveland Browns Radio Network.
0: You've been listening to The Coach Kevin Stefanski Show. Join us next week at this time for more from the head coach of the Cleveland Browns. This broadcast is a copyright of the Cleveland Browns and the National Football League. Any other use of this broadcast, descriptions, or accounts without the prior consent of the NFL is strictly prohibited. This is the University Hospitals Cleveland Browns Radio Network. (laughs) You're listening to the University Hospital's Cleveland Browns Radio Network.